0: Hello, I'm Dr. Jonathan Barker, pastor here at Amazing Grace Baptist Church in Mount Airy, North Carolina. I would like to personally thank you for taking out time today to tune in to our preaching podcast. We hope that this message will be a great encouragement to your heart today. Well, let's take our Bibles, go to 1 Corinthians tonight, 1 Corinthians tonight, and um, we're going to look in 1 Corinthians chapter number 15, and uh, I'll probably not be that long tonight because we're concluding uh, a message that Daddy started two weeks ago tonight, then I picked it up last week, and going to look at it a little bit more tonight, and um, um, we'll conclude this tonight. 1 Corinthians chapter number 15. And, uh, man, I love my Bible, amen. Me and Brother Mark was talking this week about studying the Bible, and um, I love to study the Word of God, amen. I love to read the Word of God, but I love to study it also. A lot of times, if I'm just going through my reading of it, a lot of times I'll listen to that, and um, then I I spend uh, uh, the time when I'm really in my office sitting down in studying the Bible, or if I'm sitting at home, man, uh, I love to study the Word of God, and um, uh, I'm looking forward to. Uh, I've got a few, and 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 we're gonna uh, after this few is done, I'm gonna um, uh, talk to a few more. But I'm gonna start Sunday morning um, um, with just a few in my office, uh, um, uh, going through just some basic Bible things, kind uh, of um, a kindly, uh, uh, study for. Um, we used to call it a study for new converts. It's really Really not that it's just um, some different things I picked a few and then once we get through I'm gonna pick a few more um, if we had the new sanctuary done we would just we'd have space to do it um, with several but the thing I'm gonna talk about Sunday morning in that class is studying the Word of God and how to study the Word of God and walk through the pages of the Word of God and uh, I love to study the Bible amen I've been starting to do some more character studies and I uh, I guess out of all of the studying that's probably one of my favorite things to do is character studies is to find one person and I've studied this individual a lot but I've went back and began studying through the life of David again and uh, man I'm telling you what the life of David uh, and and I'll read the text and preach to you in just a second but the life of David is one of the best besides the Lord Jesus Christ in my personal opinion is one of the best studies in the word of God because so much is written uh- about David not a lot is written about different people uh, um, Jonah there's just four chapters written about Jonah's life um, Ruth there's just four chapters written about it Samson there's just four chapters written about Samson's life but David has so much written about his life and the thing about David we get a glimpse into his childhood uh, all the way through to his death we get a glimpse into his accomplishments but we also get a glimpse into David's failures in the the times that David messed up. And you know what about something about David? He messed up a lot. He met, he messed up a lot. Where's my there's my Amen corner Sid, y'all wake tonight? Somebody say Amen. Amen. They're awake tonight. And uh, he messed up a lot, but God still used his life. And uh, each and every one of us mess up on a daily basis. But I sure am glad that God forgives us and continues to use us. Amen. Here's what the Bible said. I'll let you remain seated. 1 Corinthians 15. We're dealing uh, with the doctrine of God the Son and um, we've went through several things I'm not going to go back and review because if I did uh, we wouldn't get to nothing else we'd spend all the time reviewing but here's where we're at we're going to deal with uh, um, uh, the doctrine of God the son and we're going to look at his shocking resurrection tonight um, last Sunday night when or last Wednesday night when we concluded uh, he was in the grave but I'm glad that he didn't stay uh, in the grave amen he did die but he did get And matter of fact, when you study 1 Corinthians 15, uh, you'll find out that this entire chapter practically is dealing uh, with the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. Let's pick up reading in verse number 1. Moreover, brethren, I declare unto you the gospel which I preached unto you, uh, which also ye have received, and wherein ye stand, by which also ye are saved... uh, If you keep in memory uh, um, what I preached unto you unless uh, ye have believed in vain. For I delivered unto you first of all that which I also received, uh, how that Christ died for our sins uh, according to the Scriptures. Uh, Then he says this in verse number 4, And that he was buried uh, and that he rose again uh, the third day according to the Scriptures. And that he was seen of Cephas, then of the twelve. Uh, after that, he was seen above five hundred brethren at once, uh, of whom the greater part remain under this present, uh, but some are fallen asleep. After that, he was seen of James, uh, then of the apostles. Now, look what the Bible said back in verse number four. There's a statement that I want you to see uh, in the latter portion of verse number four, uh, and in the latter portion of Verse number three. The Bible says this, according to the scriptures. According to the scriptures. Now, I've said this before, but let me echo it again just briefly tonight. That is where we take our stand on everything. According to the scriptures. You've heard me say this before, but let me say it again. I've heard this statement made. The Bible says it. I believe it, that settles it. No, that statement's wrong. The Bible says it, that settles it. Whether you believe it or not, the Bible says it, that settles it, amen? If it's recorded in the Word of God, then that settles it. And if you're not careful, you'll find yourself uh, um, trying to, now I'll just say it this way, read into it too much. Um, if the Bible says it, that settles it. Um, You say, preacher, how did this really happen or how did that really happen? You know what? I've just come to this conclusion. If the Bible says it, I'm just going to believe it and go on down the road and shout on it, amen? So the Bible said that he died, but the Bible also said uh, that he resurrected, amen? I'm glad that we serve a resurrected Savior tonight. Um, Jesus is alive and well. You say, well, how do you know he's alive and well? Because I've talked to him today. And let me say this, he talked back to me, amen. Um, uh, you can talk to a dead man, but a dead man's not gonna talk back to you, amen. But he talked back to me, I know that he is alive and well. And I want to say this to you tonight. That is, and and again, you've heard me say this before, that is what separates us from all other religions tonight. Um, All other religions have a quote-unquote God, uh, have someone that has died, uh, but what separates us is... Our Savior didn't stay dead. Our God didn't stay dead. Amen. He is alive and well seated uh, at the right hand of the Father making intercession uh, on our behalf tonight. One writer said this, one of the greatest bombshells, uh, ever to explode in the face of an unbelieving world uh, was the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. His resurrection has been foretold, uh, but even the disciples were not expecting it when you read Luke 24. Jesus told those uh, who were seeking a sign this in Matthew chapter number 12, verse number 39 and 40. There shall be no sign given to it, But the sign of the prophet Jonas, for as Jonas was three days and three nights in the whale's belly, so shall the Son of Man be three days and three nights in the heart of the earth." So the Old Testament prophet Jonah, that's who he's talking about, Jonah. Uh, the Old Testament prophet Jonah was a forerunner of the Lord Jesus Christ. This statement has been or this question's been asked numerous times. Did Jonah really die in the whale's belly? Well, did Jesus really die on Calvary? Okay, what did the Bible just say? There shall be no sign given to you to yet but the sign of the prophet Jonah. For as Jonah was three days and three nights in the whale's belly, so shall the Son of Man be three days and three nights in the heart of the earth. If Jonah did not die, then the Bible's wrong because Jonah was a forerunner and was a type of the Lord Jesus. Yes, Jonah died in the belly of the whale. Absolutely, he died just as Jesus died on Calvary that day. Pilate commanded the Pharisees in Matthew 27 to seal the tomb and set a guard about it. But neither the sealed grave nor the soldier's guard to keep the Lord Jesus in the crown. We must remember that only the body of Christ was laid in the tomb. Only the body of Christ. Well, can I say this to you tonight? What's laid in a grave whenever we die? It is our body, just our body. Think about this, his soul went down into the heart of the earth to hell, according to Acts 2. His spirit took the blood to heaven and offered it on the altar to God, according to Hebrews 9. After offering the blood of Christ to God in heaven, and the spirit then raised Christ's body from the dead on the third day, according to Romans 8, bringing his soul out of hell uh, and his body out of the tomb. He is alive today. Um, There was a resurrection uh, of the Lord Jesus Christ. Romans chapter number 4 teaches us how important the resurrection of Christ is in completing uh, the work of salvation. And can I say this to you? It is very important uh, in completing the work of salvation. Listen to this verse. Man, that water's good. Listen to this. First Corinthians or uh, Romans chapter number 4. Who was delivered for our offenses uh, and was raised again, watch this, for our what? Justification. Was raised again for our, what is justification? In simple terms, it's just as if I had never sinned. Whenever I, man goes right there. Whenever I went to Jesus, whenever I asked for forgiveness of my sins and asked Jesus to forgive me of my sins and to come into my heart and save me, you know what happened that very moment? I got saved and justification took place in my life. Amen. Justification. If you was to go to God today and you ask God to see the record of my life, you know what God would do? He would look in the Lamb's book of life and number one, he would find my name there because it was written there the day I got saved. And when you began to bring up my past to him, you know what he would say? All I see is the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ, my son. I know nothing about his past. Why? Because of Justification. The resurrection is what brought justification to us, according to Romans chapter number four. In 1 Corinthians 15, we have an entire chapter on the doctrine uh, of the resurrection. We find just how important the resurrection of Christ is. In verse number 14, here's what he says And if Christ be not risen, then our preaching. Uh, is vain and your faith is also vain again in verse 19 we read if in this life only we have hope in christ we are of all men most miserable what is he saying here's what he is saying that our preaching is in vain our faith is in vain everything we do is in vain if it hadn't been for the resurrection you know a lot of times we preach about his sacrificial death and boy we ought to. We preach about the blood of Jesus Christ and we ought to. We preach about his sinless life and we ought to but can I say something uh, if he would have died and stayed dead uh, then what good would any of that been? But I sure am glad tonight that he didn't die and stay dead. I'm glad that he arose one third in glorious morning uh, victorious over death Death, hell in the grave and the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ is as much important as any other part of the life of Christ. I would say this a lot of times, Brother Stan, it's probably the least preached on. The re- We preach on it one time a year. We preach, on, we preach on the resurrection on Easter Sunday morning. Hey, that's what we normally do. And there's nothing wrong with that. But man, the resurrection is as important as any part of the life of Christ. To me, now you can't set one part over the other. But to me, man, it's what separates us from everything else. Our religion, our faith, everything would be dead without the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. As we sum all of this up, we must conclude if Christ did not raise from the dead, there would not be justification. If Christ did not raise from the dead, our faith is in vain uh, and our preaching is vain. If Christ had not risen from the dead, uh, there would be no hope for our resurrection uh, or the resurrection of our loved ones uh, who have died in the Lord. If Christ did not rise from the dead, uh, we would be like a Sadducee uh, who did not believe in the resurrection in Acts 23. It's often been said this way. Why was they called Sadducees? Because they were sad, you see, because they had no hope. Amen. They were sad, you see. Because they had no hope. They didn't believe in the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. But I am not a sad, you see. I am not sad, you see. I am happy because we have hope tonight. And that hope is in the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. I have hope of seeing my loved ones again. I have hope of those who have outrun me in this race being reunited in the air with them one day because of the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. What a joy it is to the heart of the Christian who has lost a loved one in death or who is facing death to know that Christ was raised from the dead and because he lives... We shall all live again one day. Amen? The resurrection. Number um, 42, whatever it is. Man, we've been on this one three weeks. We'll conclude it right here. The doctrine of God the Son. We've looked at several things. Just briefly, his sinless life, his suffering death. Um, We just looked at his shocking resurrection. But briefly, and I'm not going to go in depth in this because we're going to do a whole message just on this. But the doctrine of God the Son, you can't leave this out, His second coming. His second com- I'm glad the Lord is coming back again. I'm glad the Lord's coming back again. Um, uh, this world is in a mess. Did you know that? And, and I'm not the bearer of bad news. That's just reality. That's just facts. You say, well, it hurts my feelings. I heard a guy say yesterday, facts has no feelings. I thought that was a pretty good statement. Facts don't have any feelings. Uh, the facts of it is this. The, i seen the day where they are, they, I'm just going to quit looking at stuff, but they are estimating that a dozen eggs will be $12 by fall of this year. $12 for a dozen eggs. You say, what are you going to do? If Brother Doug and Miss Helen sells their chickens, I'm going to buy me some chickens and start raising my own eggs. But... Uh, A dollar an egg. Can you believe that? I was thinking the other day, I was thinking about this, and I guess I'm rambling now, but it'll be all right. I'm about done. Uh, The cheapest I ever saw gas, and I guess about 75 cents a gallon is the cheapest that I, but Jerry, what's the cheapest you can ever remember seeing gas? A quarter. A quarter a gallon. I remember when you used to make a phone call for a quarter. (laughs) A quarter a gallon. And, 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 and now I'm telling you, our country's in a mess. It really is. Uh, the spiritual condition of our country's in a mess. It really is. Uh, the things that go on inside of the school systems today, even in our county, it's a mess. It's a mess today. There's so much junk that swept underneath the rugs that, that never makes it out in the news and never makes it out even in our county. It's a mess. It's, you say, preacher, why do you homeschool? Well, number one, because I believe it's scriptural, but number, because he said train up a child in the way that should go and give me that instruction to do that. But number two, because the condition of our school systems today. It is a mess. But can I tell you something? I'm glad that there's hope beyond this life. I just read you the verse that said this, if in this life only we have hope, we are of all men most miserable. Hey, if this was it, if this was, if this was the only hope that I ever had, I'm going to tell you, man, I'd probably come about half suicidal. Yeah, man. I'm glad that there's hope beyond this, though. Um, uh, this, this world, the songwriter said it this way, this world is not my home. Uh, I'm just a passing through. My treasures are laid up somewhere beyond the blues. As a matter of fact, the Bible says, and, and really, really, when you look at, when he says, when you see these things come to pass, and you look at what all is going on there, uh, I'm not going to take time to go into all that, but anyway, when you look at all that, he says, when you see these things come out, lift up your eyes for your redemption draws. Now, uh, listen, church, that's where we're at. Look up our redemption's here. I believe, I believe we're so close to the coming go. I believe if we knew how close it was, it'd scare us to death. You say, Really, preacher? Well, yeah, it probably will I believe we're that close. I believe we're close enough that we may never break ground on this building. You say, Are you setting dates? No, no man north the day nor the hour. I'm just saying when you read the Bible and you look at what's happening. There's problems, and the Bible says that it's going to be that way, but lift up your eyes, your redemption, lift up your head, your redemption draweth nigh the second coming of the Lord. Forty days after the resurrection of Christ, he ascended up into heaven. Acts chapter number one. He sat down on the right hand of God in Hebrews chapter one, and in Hebrews ten, he is now seated there making intercession for the saints in Hebrews 7. He is anxiously awaiting the day when, we will leave, when he will leave the right hand of the throne of God to send to the atmosphere and call the church home to be with him in 1 Thessalonians 4. This is called our blessed hope in Titus 2. So I just will leave you with this. There is hope. <laughs> you say, preacher, is there any? Oh, yeah, there's a lot of hope. Yeah, man, there's a lot of Jesus. Is coming. And the reason he's coming is because he got up out the grave. Right, if he's still in the grave, he couldn't do nothing for us. Right. Yeah, man, if I need help with something, I'm not going to walk up there to the graveyard and try to get somebody out there to help me. You say, well, what would you do if they got up and helped you? <laughs> There'd be another hole because you'd be burying me. <laughs> um, uh, I'm not going to go out there and ask for help because he can't do nothing. I'm glad that I don't have to go to a pope with no hope that calls himself father and dresses like mother and can't have babies. I'm glad that I can go straight to the throne of God and I've got a Savior that's alive and well seated at the right hand of the Father making intercession on my behalf tonight. Amen. Resurrection and the second coming of the Lord. He is coming. Amen. You say, when? Real soon. Say, what are you going to do until he does? I'm just going to keep doing what I'm doing. I'm just there ain't no need in changing nothing. I've come I've come this far. I'm forty almost forty-four years old. I just think I'll just keep doing what I'm doing. Amen. I, I'm too old and too stubborn to change now. I'm just gonna keep doing what I'm doing because he's come.